Good morning. I'm so excited to be here and to have this opportunity to come back to a church and a community that was um, very formative for me as a child as I used to come here and worship when I came to visit my grandparents, Anna and Niles Dickinson. And it's always been a place where I felt God's spirit in a powerful way, in a different way, and part of forming me as a Christian and part of forming my call. And so I'm excited to be back here and excited to be able to uh, lead in worship and uh, join together with you. I'll invite you to uh, join me if you would like in our scripture passage for the day. It's uh, the, in First Kings, the 17th chapter, verses 8 through 16. And we come into uh, the Elijah story and uh, find him after he's been fed by the ravens as he is journeying to yet another place God is sending him. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me please a piece of bread. Surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make me a small loaf of bread from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rains on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food for every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to join me in prayer. Amazing God, as we gather here in this day, we pray that you would overwhelm us with your love and grace in your presence, and that you would burst forth into our hearts and lives, transforming us, sending us forth as new people that we might be transformers of the community and world around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So thank you to uh, Pastor and also to Tara for um, inviting me and for the um, warm welcome and preparation. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, we thank you again for all the prayers and the ways that you reached out and supported us when my son was ill. It was um, felt uh, from a distance and each prayer made um, a great difference to us as we knew that others were supporting us and giving us the strength that we often did not have on our own. As I was reflecting on this scripture and preparing for this uh, time together, I realized how much lately I've been preaching on nameless people from the Bible. As uh, last week I also preached on a widow, and over the last months I've had the opportunity to preach on different people throughout the Bible, children and women and men, who have impacted us here many years later, but who were small individuals, easily forgotten or overlooked, except for their faithfulness and the way God worked through them because of their acts of faith in everyday life. 
And as I began thinking about this particular passage, I was reminded of the days when I was tending to my little ones when they were little toddlers, a year old and two years old. And I was finishing my seminary studies and, and I found myself struggling to find my place, my purpose, my call, stuck between two worlds. That's how I felt. And I remember in the midst of this, wondering if anything I was doing really mattered. It didn't seem like I was doing too much correctly as I stumbled through each day trying to feed them and change diapers and clean up messes and keep my sanity. But as I made it through each day, I found myself wondering, how am I fulfilling my purpose? How am I following God in this? And I couldn't discover it quite for myself until I had this opportunity to speak to one of the nuns that was teaching a class I was taking on spiritual direction. And she had this wonderful little bit of wisdom to share with me. She said, what do you think that Mary was doing when Jesus was a toddler? And I thought about it. And we began to reflect together, what was Mary doing when Jesus was a toddler, when Jesus was two years old, four years old, five years old, 10 years old? She was raising him. She was tending to his needs day in and day out, knowing that she was raising and shaping a faithful person of God. And she was probably focusing all of her energy on that and seeing how she was fulfilling God's purpose in raising him, in loving him. And I began to see how I was fulfilling God's purpose and call in each of the small acts of love that I strived to include in my daily life as I cared for my children. And then as years went by and I began to find that I wondered at times if the things I was trying to do mattered, I remember what she said to me. I remember thinking about those small acts of love, those small acts of faith and service in each day that maybe I forget but make a difference to someone else. And I began to think about all those times in my life where someone giving me a kind word of encouragement, a stranger just holding the door for me on a bad day, all add up to make a difference in my life and who I am today. This story today is about a woman who was willing to take just a few small steps in faith, some small simple actions of providing water, providing food, having faith for just one more day that God would be there and provide. And through that, she was able to become a model of faith for us today and to be a part of God's plan and how God was using Elijah to restore faith in this kingdom under this evil king and rulers. Each of us have times in our life when it's these moments where we are not sure why we're doing what we're doing or if it even matters. And perhaps we too are like the widow where we have a jar that is about to run out or even already seems empty. And it is in those moments where when we do keep stepping out in faith, keep serving God in the midst of it, God shows up in powerful ways. Oftentimes it's only in the midst of our weakness and calling out humbly to God that we can even allow God to show up in powerful ways in spite of us. Ways that can redeem people's lives and the world. 
I remember having the opportunity to go on several different mission trips and, and preparing to go on those trips, we do some study in a group. And as we go forth, we realize when we arrive in different countries, whether it's Dominican Republic or Honduras or even in parts of the United States, like when we went to help after Hurricane Katrina, that we're never really sure what's going to happen in those mission experiences. But people go in with lots of expectations of how we're coming to save the day. And what we often find is that we are ministered to more by those we go to serve than we minister to them. And people on these teams who go on these mission trips find that their lives are changed and often changed forever from these experiences because of the faith of those they've gone and served amongst in other places. Those they thought they were going to save who in fact ended up being a part of saving them. And I remember particularly on the last trip that we went and how much the hospitality just overwhelmed us. We went into a place where people were very poor. They didn't have enough food for themselves often, but they shared what they had. We went into a place where, where people were willing to come and work all day to cook us meals in addition to their other jobs so that we would feel welcome in their country, in their church, in their town. That impacted every person on our team. Those little acts of faith, of service for God. Those little acts that became great acts as God worked through them and touched people's lives. And together, between us and those in those communities, together when our faith grew and our bonds grew and God worked, churches were built and communities were able to minister to more and more people in those countries in our towns here. God shows up in these small, everyday acts of faith. There's even a great song that, that I always find kind of still brings me to tears when I hear it that sings just about this. Stephen Curtis Chapman sang a song, Do Everything. And in the beginning of that, it's talking about a woman who's changing diapers and has a baby on her hip and wonders if anything she's doing matters. And it goes on throughout the song to talk about all different kinds of people and their everyday acts, wondering if what they're doing matters. And he says in his chorus, as you do everything you do in the glory of the one who made you, every little thing you do brings a smile to his face. You tell the story of grace with every move you make and every little thing you do. And that story is a story that rings true to me, and I've seen it over and over again, and we see it in these scriptures. As we see the widow, as we see Elijah, as we see children bringing bread and fish to become a meal for the kingdom. As we are living our lives, I invite you to reflect in the coming days, how many times do you interact randomly with people? How many times are your small actions of kindness, of compassion, impacting their lives in ways you could never imagine? How many times do you interact with others and if you begin to think about it, find that their small acts of sharing time, of being merciful and compassionate, of being patient, of just being kind in a cynical world, how many times do those impact your life? It is in these small acts where we end up forming one another, forming our communities. Mother Teresa talks about 
these small acts. Do small things with great love. That it's in serving in the small ways that we find our strength. She even talks about how often we think that the greatest poverty is not having food and clothes and shelter, but that the greater poverty is when people are empty inside. They haven't had their hunger and thirst filled with God yet. We have the opportunity day in and day out through our little acts of service, through in the midst of our weakness and emptiness and nothing to offer, allowing God to show up, to fill people's hearts with Christ's presence and love, to form the lives around us and to be formed by one another. One little brick after another. In my last church, I had the opportunity to work alongside an amazing woman. She touched so many lives that uh, when we had her service, people were overwhelming. They all wanted to share, and people kept sharing how even as she died, she led them through the grieving and healing process. Her faith just overflowed from her. And she came to me uh, in the midst of her third battle with cancer, and it had spread all over her body. And she said, I just feel like God is calling me to use this, that I'm supposed to do something to help others, to give back in the midst of this, to share how God has been there in so many little ways and changed my life and sustained me. And so as we met and prayed and she thought about different ways she could serve, she went to a training and decided that she wanted to offer a support group and lead a support group for those who were struggling with cancer or their family members. And we began to have this support group with people from the church who were in the midst of battling cancer, some of them facing the end of their lives, some of them just facing daily maintenance that they knew would go on for years. I also got to be a part of that as we were finishing the treatment for our son. And it was amazing to see the ways that in the midst of what this woman was going through, she was able to change so many lives and sustain people's faith by letting God work through her and sharing just the small things of her everyday life and sharing her faith and her gratitude and being willing in the midst of what we would think is having nothing to offer, to offer all that she had and let God multiply that. She was an amazing woman to know, Jen and I will never forget her. And many people in her life will never forget her in the way her faith impacted theirs. Probably years from now, people might not remember her name, but people's lives will probably still be affected by her as generations and generations go on, much like this widow, much like the widow who gave her might, much like the many people we read about in the scriptures, the people who've impacted our lives. So as we go forth as followers of Christ and we look at the big problems of the world and find ourselves getting so fixated on the big problems of the world that are too overwhelming for us to even move into trying to fix, may we remember that it is in those small acts of faith, especially when we think that we have nothing to offer, where we build the kingdom, where we shape lives, where God shows up in the most powerful of ways through us.